just have faith in God. So that mountain you may be, you may be in or facing, you know, that seems not to move or shift or whatever it is. First of all, you've got to have faith in God. Then Jesus says, assuredly, I love that, in verse 23. He says, assuredly, I say. Now, that word assured means certainly. <sighs> now, Jesus is saying, the truth I'm going to teach you about faith, this is a guarantee. That's what it says in, I think, the New Living Translate, and the, uh, the, one of the versions. It says, I guarantee this. That's good God's Word translation. It says, I guarantee this truth. He's saying, what I'm going to teach you is so real. It is, it is certain. It is absolute. Glory to God. You know? And it says, in one version, the, the New Living Translation says, I tell you the truth. So now he's saying, you got to listen to this important principle. And then he says, whosoever says whoever says to this mountain notice what he says whoever he doesn't say the apostle or the prophet or the pastor or the teacher he doesn't say you have to be black or white he doesn't say you have to be young or old he says whoever that means that's you and i aren't you glad that you you and i we can access the principle of faith he says whoever says to this mountain glory to god now this is important notice what he says says to this mountain be thou removed and cast into the sea or be removed and be cast into the sea mountains represent insurmountable situations kind of mentioned that already things that can't shift you know so basically he's saying that anybody can speak to a situation in your life that seems insurmountable anybody Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. Now, notice something else. You know, he says you have to say to the mountain. He says you have to speak to the mountain. Jesus spoke to a fig tree. Now, if there was a tree here or there was a flower here and I started speaking to it, a lot of you would think I've gone cuckoo. You think I've lost it. No? Oh, praise God. Now, maybe you've gone cuckoo. <laughs> praise God. That's good. But Jesus spoke to a fig tree. There was a tree there. It did not have fruit. And Jesus looked at the tree. And Jesus responded to the tree. Jesus spoke to the tree. He spoke to the tree. And he says, nobody's going to eat fruit from you again. We are called to speak to our mountains. And that's where it's difficult for us as Christians. A lot of us Christians, we talk about our mountain. We tell God about our mountain. We tell ourselves about our mountain. We speak to other people about our mountain. But we don't speak to the mountain. He said, whoever says to this mountain. You don't have to describe the mountain. You don't have to say, oh my goodness, nobody has climbed the mountain before. You don't have to go on and on about the mountain. He says, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Don't flatter the mountain by saying how big it is or how high it is or how, how nobody, you know, you can't cross it. Don't do that. Speak to it. That's what Jesus said. Whoever. In other words, each one of us, we can speak to the mountains in our life. Glory to God. You can speak to the mountains in your life. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountains. Now, what do you have to say to the mountain? <laughs> say what you want. If you want the mountain to move, say, mountain, move. Jesus said, you will say to the mountain, be removed and be cast out into the sea. That is what you, if you, that's what you want, that mountain to move. You speak to the mountain. Speak the word of God to the mountain. Speak your expectation 
to the mountain. There's cancer in your body. Speak to that cancer. Command. In the case of cancer, you're going to curse it, right? Because life and death and the power of the tongue. So in the case of cancer, you say, I curse these cancer cells in the name of Jesus. I command you that to wither and die, never to appear again. You're speaking to the mountain. You're speaking to the mountain. You're not saying, oh God, you know I have cancer. He knows. But he says, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Speak to death. Speak to death in your life. Look at your visa bill or your mortgage and say, I curse you to die. Say, in the name of Jesus, I declare you paid because Jesus said that he will meet all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You see, it may seem foreign to some of us, but the spirit of faith does that. Jesus spoke to a fig tree. Jesus spoke life to a dead body. Somebody that had been dead four days. Lazarus. And you know what? Jesus didn't care what people thought. The Bible says that when he spoke to the fig tree, the disciples heard him. He didn't care. When he went to the cave of Lazarus, you know, the tomb of Lazarus, you know, he said, roll the stone. And then, and then and Mary was, or Martha was saying, Lord, he's been dead for four days. You know, th there's going to be a stench. He says, bring him out, you know, roll the stone. He didn't care what people were going to say. And you and I, we should not care if you are in that place of where you accept the promise as true and you are persuaded about it and you are confident about it. It doesn't matter what people say. You will speak to your mountain. Oh, church, I believe the Lord wants you to really get a hold of this. You know, that is where a lot of us, we fall short. We pray to God, we pray to God, we pray to God, we pray to God. But then God is waiting for us to begin to speak to our situation. You know, in, in, in the case of Lazarus, Jesus prayed to the Father. He prayed just before he asked Lazarus to come forth. He says, Father, I know you hear me already, but in nevertheless, I'm praying so that they will know. And then after he had prayed, what did Jesus do? He said, remove the stone. And then he said, Lazarus, come forth. He spoke to the dead body. In the same way you see other people, like Joshua, he prayed to the Lord, and then he spoke to the sun to stand still. So you pray, and then you speak. The same thing with Peter. Peter, you know, when he raised Dorcas from the dead, the Bible says he bent down, he prayed, and then he spoke to Dorcas' body and said, arise. But all of us, most of us, all we do is we tell God about a situation, and we pray to God, but we forget that to release our faith, we've got to begin to speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Hallelujah. So speak your expectation. Speak your word. Speak the word of God. You know, God said to Ezekiel, son of man, prophesy to the mountains. And just say, hear the word of the Lord. So if you have that promise in your, in your situation, you can declare to that situation that seems immovable. You can speak the word of God. You can tell God. You can tell the situation. Your covenant with God. You know what I'm saying? Speak the covenant with God. Amen. Now he also goes on and says this. Mountain moving faith does, doesn't doubt in the heart. It believes. Now this is really critical. It says in verse 23, going back to verse 23. So it says, for surely I say to you, whoever should say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. Does not doubt in his heart. Doubt is to call into question something that is true. Okay, when you're wavering. When you're uncertain, when you consider unlikely, that's when you doubt. Okay, now, mountain-moving faith has no doubt in the heart. You know, and the other thing about it is that doubt is really an enemy of faith. And how do we get doubt? By our five senses. By the things we see. By the things we hear. Okay, and that is why Paul said we do not look at the things that are seen. Because those things will give you doubt. 
they will give you doubts. You know, so you had, for example, you, you are you are sick or something like that, and, and, and you know that by his stripes you're healed, you know, and, and you are not persuaded that, that the healing is the bread of the children. You know, you're not persuaded about You know what the scripture says, but you're not persuaded about it. When the symptoms begin to press in, you don't believe that you're healed. It's what gives you the doubt. It's what gives you the doubt. So how do you combat doubt? Because doubt is an enemy of faith. Doubt will abort your, the little faith you have. If the doubt rises more than your, it will abort what you, what you really want. You combat doubt with the word of God. You have to find a scripture in your situation and you have to dwell on that scripture. Your emotions aren't going to help you. The way you, the, what you see is not going to help you. The way you feel is not going to help you. What you need is the word of the living God. That's what you need. That's what you need. It says, doubt, somebody who does not doubt in his heart. Okay? Now the next thing is mountain moving faith believes what it says. Believes what it says. <laughs> you know, Jesus says in verse 23, believes that those things he says will be done. Those things he says will be done. So when you speak in faith, you are confident that what you say is going to happen. So, for example, when, you know, there's times that you, you may believe in God for something and you know the promise and you come to a place where you're persuaded about it. When you begin to speak it, I'm telling you, soon you begin to believe that it is actually going to happen. You have no doubt. It may, it may be taking a while, but you know that you know that you know that what you are declaring, you are believing that it will be done. And Jesus said that anybody who says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. So you are confident in what you say. You are not just saying it because it's, somebody says say it. But because you've meditated on it, because you've reflected on it, you've, you've kind of, you kind of, you're acquainted with it, you're intimate with it, you are confident of it. So when you say it, in spite of all the circumstances, you know it's going to happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. That's why it says that. You know, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You know, you have to come to the place where you just know that you know that you know what you have been redeemed from. So in spite of the circumstances, you can declare it and declare it boldly. And people may look around and say, well, why is he saying that? You know, doesn't he know the situation? But no, 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 no. Because you know it on the inside, you declare it by faith. Amen. So the redeemed, you have to say so. You have to say, I am redeemed. The Bible says you have been redeemed from the power of darkness. You have been translated into the kingdom of the son of his love. The Bible says that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So your bank account may show that it is, it is in the negative, but you are still blessed. When you are persuaded about that and confident about that, irrespective of what the, 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 the statement says, you know, I am blessed. You want to start that business and it seems insurmountable. It seems where, where are you going to even scratch your head to start? The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the time to, to, to counter that negative emotion or negative thing that is coming at you. That's when you have to declare. And you have to declare so that and you believe that it's going to happen. Amen. 
I want to say this. Sometimes you declare something and you don't really, you're not as confident. But the more you declare, the more you declare, soon you come to Because you see, the thing about faith is that Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So the more you declare the word of God, you may not be in a place where you're fully confident, but you declare it again, you declare it again, and you are hearing yourself, you are hearing the word of God. Something begins to happen. The faith begins to rise up and the doubt begins to go down. You got to believe what you say. Believe it. So I believe this church is going to grow. It's going to increase from the left and the right. Amen. People are going to come from north and south and east and west. People are coming from Arthur and Fergus and Elmira. People are coming from Brampton and Toronto. People from the five continents of the earth. They will come in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the least of us shall be a thousand. So I'm believing for expansion. I'm believing for growth. I'm believing for increase in the name of Jesus. I'm believing for the young and the old to come. I'm believing for teenagers to come in the name of Jesus. Young families to come. I'm believing for rich people to come, poor people to come. I'm believing for families to come who are broken and they will be fixed by the anointing of God. If you agree with me, can you say hallelujah? You and I have to begin to have that spirit of faith where we believe what God's word says. And we act like we, 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 we believe it. We were convinced about it. So we speak it. We declare it. You and I have to take on the spirit of faith. We have to receive that spirit of saying, okay, Lord, I understand what faith is about. So help me to believe concerning my situation. And then as he gives you a scripture, you begin to meditate on that scripture. Think about that scripture. Declare that scripture. Read that scripture. And it can be just a verse of scripture that is pertinent to your situation. You know, I mean, I remember when I was going for an operation on, on my eyes, you know, and, and of course, I mean, I'm human. So sometimes you think, uh, I hope it goes well. And that's doubt because you're thinking about all the complications that may happen. And then I remember those Psalm 121, verse 7 and 8. And it says that the Lord will keep you from all harm. And it says he will watch over your going out and your coming in from this day and forevermore. So I remember when I was in the waiting room waiting to be kind of rolled through, I just began to declare this out loud. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will keep me from all harm. There's not going to be any complication. I thank you that you're watching over me, my going out in and my coming out. Your eyes upon me. Your eyes upon the... What I'm saying is that you have to counter the doubt with your face. So find a scripture that is pertinent to your situation and begin to meditate on it. Begin to focus on it. Begin to speak it out loud. Hear yourself. Hear this word. As you hear the word, your faith will arise. So what mountains in your life do you need to speak to? What situations in your life do you need to speak to? Is it debt? Do you need a breakthrough in that area? Is it a physical situation? Is it your marriage? Is it a relationship with a daughter or a relationship with a, a son or a relationship with your, your, your wife or whatever? Is it a relationship with your mother? What mountain situation are you in? Is it a business that you have, you have dreamed about but you don't know how to break through? What is the mountain in your life? God wants you to begin to know that he is God. He says, have faith in God. He is good. I don't think you heard me. He is good. And his love endures forever. He is faithful. 
He was faithful to Abraham. He was faithful to the people of Israel. After 400 years of oppression, the Lord kept his word and delivered them with a mighty hand because he is faithful. He is gracious. Oh, glory to God. He's compassionate. In other words, he feels what you feel and he wants to do something about it. Folks, we serve a good God. So have faith in God. And then God says to us, whoever shall say to this mountain, he wants you to begin to speak to your mountain. Ah, people will say you can't, but say, I can through Jesus who strengthens me. People will say you're unable, say, no, 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 no. I can through Jesus who strengthens me. You have to speak to that mountain in your life, no matter what it is. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And he says to you, only believe. You know, don't doubt in your heart. Anytime the doubt begins to rise up, I'm telling you, this is a fight of faith. You need to take a scripture, because that is what is going to shut up the doubt. You have to read, the, you read a scripture if you don't know it offhand, or you have to speak it out loud. Speak it out loud over and over and over again till the doubt begins to diminish. Hallelujah.